Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. What would you say to yourself now? Like if you went back to Michael that day, five minutes before she said to him, you know, I met someone, I want to work things out with you. What would you tell Michael now to equip him for what's to come? What would you say? I have no regrets, right? Because I am, by the way, I'm in a extraordinary relationship that's uh, given by my word, not my feelings. Mm. And I have profound feelings for her. That's powerful. Can you say that again? Yeah, I'm in a just a just beautiful, exotic relationship. And is given by my word, not my feelings. And I have profound feelings for her. You know, I have a, I have a word in the matter now. And I'm a person that, that honors his word. And that's the basis. That's the foundation. That's the stepping stone of this relationship I've built since this, all these learnings and transformation that I've, I've been able to create for myself. Yeah. So no regrets. If I could do anything, if I could have a moment with Michael in 2010 and whisper something to him, it would be that the next three days before that night, she didn't come home. Yeah. Soak it up. Soak it up. Love on her. Tell her. Speak your heart to her. And let her go. Let her go. Because you got a bigger vision now. You got a you got something else you you got freedom on the other side but it's going to be freaking hard your heart's going to break but it's going to make you stronger these next three days soak her up soak up the house you live in create those memories take mental snapshots because that's the end of it that's the end of the line and i'm complete with that i'm complete with those three days and then i'm gone because I got a bigger life now. I got a bigger purpose. I got a bigger meaning. I got a bigger, I got more to create. I'm just getting started here. So I wouldn't take any of it away. Nice. And what are some of the reflections that you take away that you operate with now and from that, from those moments? Um, yeah, I think the first thing is we gotta, we gotta, as in, in relationships, we got to pay attention to what we're saying. And, uh, you know, there's a certain, a couple of things we want to bring into a relationship, which is first, you got to be present to what you're saying. And if you're making a promise, it's got to be in existence. I can't just be like, Hey honey, I'm going to go shopping on Wednesday, go get groceries. And I just blow it off. You can't operate that way. It's not very effective. And what that does is although it's just shopping or groceries, like what's the big deal? Uh, it is a big deal because it compounds, you know, compound interest, right? It's like, it's like five, six broken promises. It's no longer five, six broken promises. It's the way it is. It's the foundation of the relationship. So making promises in a relationship is, is critical that you keep it in existence and you honor your word. Meaning if I say Wednesday, honey, I'm going to go grocery shopping and I'm not going to do that. I got to go work it out with her say, hey, I'm not going to do that. Let's work out when I can do that and if that's sufficient or not. So that is the 
the bare bones foundational aspect of inner of what it is to have an effective relationship being present what's coming out of your mouth and any promises you're making you're keeping in existence and working it out with your partner in communication that also goes with money and then, like we said money is one of the biggest reasons why relationships don't work what are you going to do about that you got to have some word of the matter about budgets who's paying what bills like having word and having agreements in place and you're going to operate with integrity so those are some of the foundational spaces in which i've created my relationship in and at the end of the day um how you listen to your partner is what's going to carry this now get this you know how we were talking earlier you're not your thoughts you're not your you're not your smell. If I touch this table, am I this table? No, that'd be weird to say I'm that table. But how easily we associate ourselves with our thoughts as if we are those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Not. So if we're not all those things and we're really paying attention to what we're saying, you know, we can start to bring forth that who we are is our word. If I'm saying to you, Peter, hey, I think you're awesome, then that's my word in the matter. That I can locate myself in, in that. So anytime you're around, I'm like, oh yeah, Peter, he's awesome. And I will interact with you from that. But here's the thing. Senses are one thing and speaking is another thing. You know, if there's 24 hours in a day, we don't speak 24 hours in a day. Maybe we speak, what, two hours? Well, you got a podcast, maybe longer for you. <laughs> I'm a coach, so definitely longer for me too. But even if you took out eight hours of sleep, and you spoke for eight hours, which is, a, I think, a lot, but let's just go with that. It still leaves you with eight hours of what? You're not speaking. You, what you are doing, though, and this is the key here, is you're listening. You're listening to what? Everything. To yourself, to your partner, to life. So one of the fundamental things for us in a relationship to be able to have power is to pay attention to the listening, how you're listening to the world how you're listening to your partner. You know, when my ex would used to say, hey, you didn't, you know, sweep the floor or, hey, you said you were going to vacuum. You didn't. Instead of being like, you're right. Let me go do that or let me make a new promise. What I heard that I never distinguished for myself was, oh, what a nagging B-I-T-C-H. Mm-hmm. She's always telling me what to do. I'll do it when I feel like it, God damn it. I never paid attention to the way I was listening to her. I was listening to the relationship. You know what I hear when you say that is you weren't being responsible. And when you, when you were, you got your life out of it. Yeah. Like, that's what I hear. And I, and I can, again, I can relate to you because when I started to get responsible for who I was in my, in my relationship, I got me out of it and I wouldn't trade that for the world. And I appreciate the time. I appreciate the experiences, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because learning to be your best self, loving yourself, learning who you are has been the biggest gift that I call the present. Is there anything that you can think of that you can share with the world that'll make divorce a little easier for someone? Yeah, I'm happy to share a, a, a piece of my heart that made a difference for me. You know, when, when my ex told me she met somebody and I heard like, oh, this is game over. She's met somebody, this is a violation. That's the reaction. And we're human beings. We're, 
that's the design of us. We are going to react. I have nothing about the reaction anymore. I think the power lies in asking ourselves, why are we reacting? It's what I was saying earlier. It's language is, is a, it's a paradoxical nature of it is you can refer back to yourself and you can reflect through language. But how do we do that? You do that by asking yourself, well, why is that important to me? And you will hear the reaction happen because there's a deeper meaning back there. There's a deeper insight about yourself and the love that you have about this person. See, in that moment, when she said, I met somebody, what I actually said in, the, in my heart was, oh my God, I love you and I think I'm losing you. And instead of being able to communicate that, to be able to be with that, I came to some conclusion about it to protect myself and I ran with that. But I think for us in relationships, we have a profound opportunity to ask ourselves why we're doing something. Why does this matter? Start to be in an inquiry versus conclusions. Conclusions are the booby trap. Conclusions are what's already been decided by our ego, by our past, that's going to keep running the show. And that's why a lot of people, you know, they find themselves in the same relationship, but with different people. It's because it's already been decided by your past. But the way to break out of that chain of thinking of being is you got to ask yourself, why am I doing this? You got to ask yourself, well, why is, why was she said so pissing me off? And you got to, you got to give yourself the time to think, look, we all have cell phones now and, and I see it and I do it myself. We're walking the dog and scrolling. We're just so inundated with information that we're not, we got to really go after carving out time to be able to think about things, but conscious thinking, not thoughting, man. Not conscious thought. thinking. Yeah. And you got to be in the inquiry of something. Say, like, why is it that way? Or why is she being this way? What am I doing? Or what can I take responsibility for? And worlds would get revealed. Anything for you? I feel like you want to share. Yeah. No, I, I'm. I agree with you. My mom. Curious to know what um, what were some of the emotions that you went through? Like you had talked briefly about some, but what was the range of, of emotions? Like, what did you experience, especially specifically inside those six months? Like what, what can people expect to experience? Great, great, great. I think the biggest thing for me, the way I, that was going down, which was, she said she met somebody, is the biggest word that kind of captures the whole thing is a violation. I was like, oh, you violated something here. So it was betrayal. And when I was angry and feeling betrayed, it was the opposite side of the spectrum, which is profound sadness and grief. Cause I was like, well, she did that. I can't be with her. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that's so sad. Like she was my best friend and I can't even call her anymore. Yeah, It's like cold turkey, you know, it's like just walk away. So I think those are the two main ping pongness, you know, table that I was on. Uh, grief and uh and and being betrayed and violated and i think it's it's healthy to go to that there's nothing wrong with that you just gotta not give into it you know the other thing i wanted to know is you said and for me this is super uh relatable um you were overweight mm. what did you do what were some of the physical things that you did to change that that reality Peter, there was something 
crazy that happened to me one day and I woke up to something. Okay. By the way, I was like 290 pounds. I'm like 220 right now. So I really had a transformation in that. And I'm still something, this is a lifelong journey. This is, I'm not chasing some weight result. I'm out to live a healthy, healthy, happy life. Yeah. So always uh, in work. Right. One of the cool things about my health, I will share is I just ran my first half marathon a month ago. Nice. Congratulations. This big guy that was like, oh, running is not my thing, ran a half marathon. So anything is possible. Uh, what was the question? Sorry, I got. What are some of the physical things that you did? Um, okay, good, good, good. Oh, yeah. This crazy thing happened. I was at my desk at work and I had ate, eaten lunch and I had a piece of candy bar. It was, I think, like, I don't know, some candy bar, like Snickers or something. And I said, I'm not going to eat this right now because... I just ate lunch. I don't want to overeat. So I put it next to my desk and I was working mm -hmm. and I got a text from somebody. And I remember opening up my phone. I got a text and I was reading the text and the text was something that brought up some feelings that I didn't like. All I know is after I read the text, I, all I know is the next instance, I found myself with the candy bar in my hand about to go in my mouth. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? And it was like astonishing to me that I had just said consciously, I'm not going to eat this candy bar. And I put it next to my desk and I said, I will eat it in a couple of hours. I get this communication that triggered me and my mind body had already picked up the candy bar, was about to put it in my mouth. It was a way to cope. That was the first time I saw the mechanism at work. And I was like, holy smokes, I, if I am not conscious, this will keep running its show. It's my duty and I owe it to my life to be conscious. So I took on being conscious of, being aware of what I'm preparing, what I'm eating, what I have in front of me, what's in my cupboard, what's in my fridge. I just became conscious and I started putting in and creating an environment that supports the life and the lifestyle I want. And the weight just started dropping. The first six months, I lost 40 pounds. Nice. And just steadily since been, you know, evolving inside of that and, and trying on new things and new clothes and new way of showing up in the world, you know. So being conscious, I think, is the, is the biggest thing and creating an environment of your creation. Well said. And I think that's important. I think that there's certain, you definitely got to take the emotional aspect, right? Like you're going to have to do work on that. Yeah. But the physical aspect is also as important because it's your body's your temple. Yeah. So when you're going through a divorce and you're figuring stuff out, just expect to make changes, whether it happens through nutrition or through physically exercising. These are things that, that we, we take on. So we're getting to the end. And man, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but I, I like playing this game with, um, with my guests. And that's that I say a word and then you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. So whether it's a word or a sentence, whatever it is, but don't think about it, just react. Okay. Okay. Right. Love. Joy. Hate. Joy. Forgiving. Acceptance. Play. Oh, fun. Ease. Honor. Yeah, who I am. Justified. Mm, righteous. 
integrity, mm, joy, anger, mm, pain, resentment, hurt, cheating, violation, violation, <laughs> anger, <laughs> happiness. We deserve it. And I mean, at that point, I think that's where we, we finish our, our interview. So guys and gals, you have just met uh, Michael Rahman. Michael, I want to say thank you for being a yes to this conversation and for just being a guest that's been fruitful, has been honest, and have, you've just bared it out, you know, as best as you know how in a very authentic fashion. So thank you. Thank you, Peter. I want to say thank you, my brother. Thank you for for bringing this conversation uh, available to people. This is very much needed. And uh, you're a brave man to put your heart out there the way you are and to be able to ask people to put their heart out. Man, this is not a common thing. And I so acknowledge you and I appreciate you for your willingness to, to make this available to people so that they have access to something new in a time that they're probably at their feeling their worst feeling violated, anger, whatever is going to them. So thank you. It was just an honor for me to support you in any way I can. And to be on the show with you and have a conversation, man, anytime. You can have me back anytime you, you like. So just let me know, okay? Done deal. I think you will be a repeat customer to a divorce the first six months. So you can bet on that. And thank you for the acknowledgement. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, be courageous, be vulnerable, because it makes a difference. We'll talk to you next time. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.